0: Hey, how's it going, everyone? Zach here back with another episode. Now, I want to start this episode off quickly, uh, because (laughs) we don't even have an intro for this. This was kind of just, uh, my way of clearing my head and creating content and sharing what I'm thinking about, uh, with the world. So if you think we should have a, uh, an intro, let me know. Maybe I can whip something up, but I I don't think it's necessary. I think it's okay just for you and I to sit around and talk about marketing, talk about advertising, talk about AI, talk about the future and all the things that are changing and how you can implement those into your business. I'm okay with that. If you're okay with that, Uh, let me know. Um, If you could leave me a comment down below in this post, that would mean a lot to me. Uh, It means that you're reading this content and, uh, you know, give me some ideas for what you want to hear next. What are you liking? What are you not liking? What can I approve upon? Uh, So today's been absolutely insane. I've just been busy getting back from the holidays. I'm running and managing two newsletters uh, for a company called Wisdom Media with my good friend, uh, Scott Wolford. And uh, it, it's been crazy. We're, it's like it's like launching two businesses simultaneously. Plus, I'm running and managing my own stuff. Plus, I have two kids and all these responsibilities and all these things. And I love it. I love every second of it. Um, the, the thing about my job and what I do is that it doesn't really feel like work. Um, I, I just need to capture what's in my mind and get it down so I can store it somewhere uh, so I can review it later. So that's kind of what I'm doing here. I'm a member of all these crazy masterminds and I get all this information and I really don't do a whole lot with it. So I'm going to start, uh, well, I'm going to continue creating stuff like this and uh, and leveraging the power of AI to make some cool things for you guys and and, and help you uh, at the end of the day, make more money from your advertising and and or help your clients get results, man. That's what I'm here for. that's what I want to help you do. So in today's episode, we're going to talk something, talk about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. uh, And that's emotions. I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say I'm an emotional guy, but I am to a certain degree. I have this ability to kind of put myself in other people's shoes and try to, uh, and like really understand what they're going through. And that is called empathy. And empathy allows me to write some amazing copy um, and I was just born with it, probably because I had a messed up childhood, and I had to develop these skills when I was a kid to kind of to understand what was going on with the adults in my life. Uh, but that skill has been very, very uh, powerful as a copywriter in my life and uh, has allowed me to create some of uh, the best ads that that I've been able to create and which has generated millions and millions of dollars. So if you're not using emotions in your advertising, you are missing out. Um, There is this uh, this famous saying, I I can't even remember who said it. I've heard it so many times from so many different people, but essentially it's like, remember buyers are sold using emotion and they justify with logic. I never even knew what that meant. Uh, And then recently at a mastermind, somebody was telling me that a buyer, they, they're they not buying whatever it is that you're selling. They're buying a feeling. They're buying an emotion because in our minds, we see the goal that we want. We see, you know, I'm trying to lose 15 pounds. I can see myself in that person. I can see that vision of myself. And all I have to do in order to get to that step is to buy this product And why are they buying this product? Why are they trying to lose that 15 pounds? Because they want to feel a certain way. So they're buying that emotion. And if you can use uh, emotions in your copy, in your ads, landing pages, all that stuff, you're going to see results. So I made this up a little list of 10 uh, dominant, uh, powerful emotions that we can use in our copy with some examples. And I'm going to kind of read over those. Feel free. I made some cool art. This, (sighs) Pause. Timeout. This this AI revolution that's going on right now is absolutely insane. Like, and we're just getting like the very tip of the iceberg. We're not going to be like we're going to be able to make full blown commercials, full blown ads without even like just literally giving voice prompts or text prompts and and have everything done for us. It's going to be insane. Um, and there's a lot of fear of people being like, oh you know, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. No, because the client doesn't want to to write copy. They want the result the copy provides. So they're still going to need somebody, a technician to put all that stuff together and, and to drive that result. Sure. There's going to be some low end writing jobs that are getting eaten, but I mean, it's a time of curation versus creation. Uh, and I said that in an earlier episode, and I truly mean it. Like if If we are just trying to create all these unique things and come up with all this stuff, which is great, but super hard to do, versus just curating, talking to the people that you want to serve uh, and really providing value to them, it's going to be hard to lose. Anyways, anyways, sidebar over. Let's get into it. So number one is happiness. Uh, The feeling of joy, contentment, and uh, overall positive well-being. Uh, an example of this is experience the joy of owning a brand new car with our special finance, uh, financing options. So yeah, you know, there's nothing better. I remember when I bought my first car, it was awesome, dude. <laughs> and I remember I got, and I got hosed. I paid a ridiculous amount for uh, interest and I probably was shouldn't have been able to buy this car and I did. But the feeling that I got driving off that lot, feeling like a boss in my uh, 20, what would it have been like, 2014 Mitsubishi Lancer, brand new, off the lot. That was, that was pretty gangster. So using happiness, um, new cars, new homes, those industries really feed on that emotion. And so if you're in those industries, that's something you can definitely do. Uh, number two, sadness, the feeling of sorrow and unhappiness. Example, say goodbye to loneliness with our exclusive service. Find the perfect match today. So dating. Um, dating is definitely in in with the loneliness. We all want partners, relationships, marriage. That whole business is based off of finding your soulmate and uh, getting married, which is an amazing thing and can be very expensive. And there's lots of money to be made in the dating uh, niche. So number three is anger. A strong feel uh, feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or host, uh, hostility. Example, fed up with poor customer service, switch your company and receive top-notch support every time. It's like, you see a lot of this in politics where people are using each other's, um, I call it stuff, <laughs> but their emotional triggers to, to bump against each other to say, um, vote for me. This person is going to do X and X and the ABC, da, 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 And it's going to go against everything you believe in, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, at the end, it's like, well, this message is sponsored by, is <laughs> their, uh, their opposition, just talking smack about them and, and feeding that anger. How dare this person try to do this stuff. And they're using that strong emotion to get people to go out and to vote. You know, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, Fear. Fear is a strong one, and there's lots of variations of fear. I don't go into that, but uh, at a high level, uh, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something dangerous uh, is likely to cause you pain. That that's fear. That's uh, like we're all we're running either towards pleasure and away from fear at all times. So there's there's a lot of different situations where we can use fear to drive the end result. Now there, and there's lots of different ways to do this. There's people that take it to the extreme and like, especially in the health markets, you see people like with the craziest claims. And I don't even know how they don't get in trouble for that stuff. Uh, and I'm sure they do over time, but, uh, they, they really prey on a small market with a very severe problem and they pull out all the guns to really crank up that fear and, and pain in these individuals, which I don't use personally, but it does work. Uh, I like my level of fear that I use is kind of like a FOMO or fear of missing out uh, or exclusivity or scarcity. So, um, for a limited time only, I'm not using it to, um, and the example here is like protect your family from the dangers of home invasion with the state of the art security system. Now I can't remember who told me this story. Uh, I'm terrible with names, by the way. So when I tell stories, <laughs> I forget. I forget a lot of where I where I heard it from. But uh, I do remember the story because the stories always find stick with me, and that's why I love story of my writing and my copy and all my different stuff. But um, so there was uh, a, a marketer who had. Uh, he was based out of Niagara Falls. I can't remember his name, but he uh, essentially had a list of like. 10 million us email addresses and what he did is was really smart is that he partnered with um, a company that sold the uh, security alarms and all of that stuff home invasion protection all of that uh security cameras and stuff which is not cheap i think it's like six to ten thousand dollars to get it installed And what he was able to do based on IPs is he was able to organize his list of 10 million people based on IPs. And then he could use uh, police reports to identify uh, the highest crime rate areas for burglaries. And then he would send uh, very customized emails to those individuals. And you better believe that that converted extremely well. If you know, if the fear is apparent, like if someone's kicking down your door or your neighbor's door, somebody's trying to sell you a security system. You're, there's a good chance you're going to sell that. If somebody is not worried about that because they live in a gated community, you're going—it's going to be a hard sell. So, um, fear can be used that way as well. Again, I don't—I don't like to really uh, pull that lever a whole lot because I don't think it's fair. But that's just my thought on that. Use as you see fit. Okay. Uh, Number five, surprise. Uh, And look at some of this art. This art's absolutely insane. Uh, Feeling a mild shock and amusement caused by something unexpected. Expect the unexpected with your mystery box filled with exciting goodies. Uh, So one of my uh, mentors um, and he doesn't know me directly, but I've consumed a lot of his work. Uh, Rich Sheffrin is his name. And he actually did an upsell where he was uh, essentially had a mystery box. And he said, if you pay me uh $30, I think it was 30 bucks. He's like, it was an upsell. He's like, you pay me $30, maybe was, let's say 300. You pay me 300. I'll send this box to your house. It's actually worth, uh, If you open it and you don't love it, I'll give you a full refund. And I think he got a crazy like 60% uptake on this mystery box because people just want to be surprised. Um, And there's something about physical goods as well. In the digital world, have you ever ordered something, let's say in the last like 30, 60, 90 days, and you went to your mailbox, you phone, like, you know, that it's not there yet, but you're going to check just in case it's there. Like you're just that excited to see it. That is, that is the power of surprise and that is a great motivator. Um, and people love mystery and excitement. So that's cool. Uh, number six disgust uh, the feeling of, uh, revolution and strong disapproval. Uh, I'm sure I'm saying that word wrong, but anyways, yeah, the example that I have here is say no to artificial ingredients and additives and choose our all natural products, uh, for a healthier lifestyle. You know, I, I see this a lot in those, that space of like lotions and potions and, Again, not uh, supplements, and I have nothing wrong with those businesses, but I don't really play in those markets. I don't, I don't work with, I have never worked with clients that sold into those markets. I have for a short period of time and I found it, um, I found I didn't enjoy it because I wasn't able to verify that those things (laughs) do what they said they did. And that made me feel uncomfortable. Uh, but disgust is another powerful motivator as a human being. If we find out, for example, that there's chlorine or something in our water, you know, you, you did, we're going to go and we're going to do something about it. We're just going to, that powerful of like, oh, I can't believe this has happened to me. Or if you've eaten at a restaurant and the food hasn't been great, you bet you're never going back to that place. So that's the power of disgust. And um, how you can implement that into your copy is simply um, comparing your product to other products or using powerful research to say, this used to be the big belief, but now this is this is the new belief and this is what this looks like. Um, and the overall goal of your sales message should be to change one major belief and that's their buying belief. So they pull out their credit card and buy from you because they believe what you're saying. Uh, number seven, love. Oh my, yeah, love is... is Love's a big one, uh, because think about every, almost every single war or any of these things. It's, it's for it, it, there is greed there, but love is a strong motivator, um, for human beings. Uh, again, that's the whole marriage market and everything that's associated with it with and the weird part is that I think, I don't think I've ever used love in my copy before, but I'm not in the dating niche or anything like that. So Um, but I, I do remember in my earlier years seeing, um, these products for men where it's like how to pick up girls and how to find love and all this different stuff. I never read any of it, but it's, it's a billion dollar business. So it's gotta be working for people. Um, the example here, fall in love with all, uh, with cooking all over again with a high quality professional kitchen appliances. So there's love. Number eight, jealousy. So feeling uh, resentment and anger towards someone because they have something that you desire. This to me is like social media every day. Go on Instagram. There's a ton of half naked chicks. There's guys with crazy abs. There's millionaires with cars. There's all these things that we do and don't have. (laughs) So it. I, and i try to avoid a long long term exposure to social media because i think that it's we have like a, a bias in our minds that are is like just geared to compare ourselves to others and it just doesn't make me feel great but from an advertising and marketing perspective you know this this feeling of getting access to something that other people don't have that fomo is really powerful really powerful um in this example we're saying don't miss out on the luxurious uh, vacation of a lifetime, Uh, book now and make all of your friends jealous. So I wouldn't use that as a headline myself personally, but I do think that there is something in that FOMO and that fear of missing out. And if you can leverage that, exclusive drops have done this so well uh, in the e-commerce businesses. I saw recently there was a gentleman who was selling cookies cookies. I think he was doing like a million dollars a month selling these cookies. They were these extreme workout cookies. Can't remember the name of the brand. Of course, um, they were like as as big as my head, these cookies, but he would, he would sell a million dollars, uh, a month, or I think it was 800,000, 200,000 every single week. And he would sell out instantly. And there was a lineup of people digitally that bought this product. And that is FOMO. That is fear. That is wanting to get in on it. That's jealousy. That's all those things. Uh, and that brings us to our, our next one is envy, envy, uh, feeling of disconnect, uh, without the regard of somebody's passions, uh, qualities or luck. So uh, I think envy can also like, to be honest, like that, that I mentioned world wars and stuff. Envy was created a lot of world wars. And it's again, not a super positive emotion in my opinion, but it can be used to drive sales. You you think of, uh, and this goes back to jealousy as well, like keeping up with the Joneses. I think uh, American and Canada were created off of that. They got the suburbia with, uh, and if you think back to the fifties, they they didn't even have uh, stoves and fridges and all these different things, right? So it's like, Everybody had to have it. And it's like, if somebody got a stove and then there was a new model and this person had to get it and keeping up with the Joneses, jealousy, envy is kind of in the same world. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the example here is upgrade your wardrobe uh, with our designer fashion items to turn heads wherever you go. That's pretty decent, man. And it's true. If you want to look good, feel good, and you think your friends are, are doing it better and faster than you, you're going to pull out your wallet to uh to make yourself feel good and and buy the stuff number ten shame feeling disgrace dishonored accompanied by the feeling of self blame shame we all have shame and they tap into that we tap i say they it's funny because I don't want to take ownership for this but <laughs> when writing copy you you don't want to um You know, obviously when you're writing copy, you don't want to hurt anybody and you want to make sure that it's in the best interest of who's reading the copy and it's going to help them. But if your product is that good, if you're you're really making a change in the world, if your product sucks, dude, don't, find something else, sell something else. But if you have something that's great, then it's your duty to whatever you have to do to get more people to buy that. If you're having a positive impact on these individuals, it's your duty to sell that product because by not selling it, you're doing these people a disservice. Now, shame comes in in many, many forms uh, from embarrassment uh, or uh, so this example, they're, uh, try our painless and effective hair removal solution. Don't be embarrassed by unsightly hair growth. So it's about um, either women or men that have uh, long hair, but there's lots of things that people are ashamed of. The weight loss industry uses this, uh, our overall image. Um, it could be thoughts, religions, beliefs. Uh, we see a lot of shame in um, advertising for uh, nonprofits, right? Like you have um, the, the world is ending, um, the climates are changing. The oceans are filled with garbage. The Like there's there's always a, a strong message of shame associated with uh, a lot of those companies. And and for good reason, because they, they, they have a valid reason to do so. But um, again, it's not a, a huge driver that I use personally in my copy, but it is extremely powerful and I would be doing you a disservice by not including this. So I include everything. And kind of to sum everything up, I don't use a whole lot of of different emotions, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, I really like uplifting emotions. So happiness, uh, is a great, and here's the thing. Um, dissatisfied, it's not even on this list, but like dissatisfied, I use quite often that could be in disgust, like somebody who is, has tried a lot of different things, but they just want to get to that next level. Um, it works. It works really well. Jealousy. I've kind of used envy. I've used more through the FOMO, fear of missing out, and uh, shame. I haven't used a whole lot. So, uh, but these are all powerful emotions that are are dominant emotions to us as humans. So we, when we get these feelings, um, you know, we we feel them, and that makes us want to take action and, and buy things and solve the problem. Because at the end of the day, we are buying a feeling. And um the sooner we realize this as uh advertisers, as copywriters, the sooner we can tap into this and the sooner we can win by helping our our clients uh dominate the market. So my only catch to this, and I was thinking about this before I posted, but the only like kind of caveat is do what's right, you know, in your opinion, don't just go out and and try to mess with people's emotions to get sales. That's not the point of this. Uh, the point of this is to be a good person, and a have an amazing product that has an amazing outcome that'll change somebody's life. And you'd be doing them a disservice to not get that into their hands. Uh, and b don't don't overdo it. Don't even even if y- you know you have the opportunity and everything aligns, don't overdo it because if your customer is. You spark too big of an emotional spark in the, into them, and they don't aren't able to get to the outcome for some reason. That's going to backlash on you too. So it's a fine line. You do want to use emotions for sure because we use emotions to make buying decisions. Uh, follow that up with uh, logical reasoning. Uh, even though once we're emotionally sold, nine times out of ten we're going to buy, and then justify it afterwards. So. Yeah, man, take it or leave it, and uh, hopefully you have a great day. And again, comment down below, what what emotions are you using in your copy? And uh, what other type of uh, content should I be creating for you guys? All right, peace.